0: Thank you. I'm going to hop up here. How's everyone? Good. Um, I have my name is Julie Meyer. I've act, I've been with the House of Prayer since it started in 1999. I have three boys who are on staff at the House of Prayer. I have Isaac, who plays on Misty's team. He plays electric guitar. You'll see him tomorrow night. I have a Jesse. I have identical twins. Uh, Jesse plays bass with Justin, uh, Rizzo. Uh, yesterday was everybody at Justin's. I was in the back and I was bawling because I was being a mom. It was awesome. Uh, and I have my son Joseph plays with Justin. He plays drums. But I'm going to talk to you um, about uh, what we do today. I mean, because we, we, we talk so much about the new song and the prophetic song. But in order to have a song to sing tomorrow, we have to have a song to sing today. And there's a, a real way, number one, to posture our hearts in the, the very seasons of our life that we're going through, and, and just to sing the Word. The Word of God is powerful, and I, I just encourage uh, singers to, to open the Bible and to sing the Scripture. I mean, sing it. And that, that's what the House of Prayer, they do as musicians. How many singers are here? Singers? Um, how many musicians? Musicians? And then how many worship leaders? And this is awesome. Um, I mean, as a, as a musician, open the Word of God and, and ask the Holy Spirit... I mean what does what does your scripture sound like? I love I love Revelations four I love Revelations four when it talks about God and it says God he is the one seated on the throne and he looks like a Jasper and Sardius stone. Jasper is is like a diamond. It's and it means that he's holy. He looks like holiness, he's perfect, he shines like a diamond. Sardius is like a crimson red because God the one who sits on the throne he he burns with consuming desire for us in our weakness as a musician what does that sound like what does that sound like and just go away in your own personal devotional time and start asking the lord what does this scripture sound like what is the sound of god sitting on the throne, what is the sound of His holiness? What is the sound of His consuming fire? And then let, what Misty talked about, let the Holy Spirit come and be your teacher. And I love that. If you will turn with me to Psalms 149, because I'm going to talk about the first five chapters, because I believe how we walk today and how we posture our hearts Today, through the seasons in our life, today is what leads us to that outbreak of prophetic worship. Because what prophetic worship is, it is an overflow of what we do in our everyday lives. And if we're we're not having a devotional life Monday through Saturday and we're worship leaders in church on Sunday morning, I don't know, I think sometimes God gives us mercy drops. Because he wants to woo us to his heart, but we need to be singing and making melodies in our hearts to the Lord. Worship is, to me, it's it's absolute total reckless abandonment to God, to Jesus Christ. You don't care. I mean, you. it is this one-on-one relationship with God that, that must be. It's like the invitation, whether we are a worship leader for a small church, a large church, whether we're not a worship leader, but it's just a desire, whether we're on a worship team. I mean, in the mundane of our mundane of life, God wants us to open the Word and begin to sing it and Begin to play it. And it's this. I believe that. That, ...that prophetic worship... ...it's just birthed out of a heart... ...that is totally abandoned to God... ...and wants to know... And, ...and yearn for God more... ...and the most wonderful thing about that... ...that we say here all the time... ...is that it takes God to love God... ...and if you're in a season of... Ah, ...I'm just kind of mundaneness, ...I mean I pray it all the time... ...I pray uh, Psalms 42.1... ...as a deer pants for streams of water... So my soul pants for God. And if today you don't have a heart that pants and yearns and is abandoned to God, just ask for it. That is the absolute starting place of prophetic worship. To be one that doesn't care about anything but wants to be absolute abandoned to God, it's the starting place. Uh, Nothing can get in the way and, and nothing can make you stop. Prophetic worship is an overflow of what is already going on in the depths of the inside of you. If you turn to Psalms 149, I love this. And if you have a pen and paper because I want to give you some scriptures and and write them down and and sing them and and play them. What if you play the guitar, if you play, you know, the violin, take these scriptures and and just play them and and sing them to God. I I always say Take the Scripture and, and sing it and make up your own melody and, and prophesy to your own soul. If we want to explode in prophetic worship, then we need to start by prophesying to our own soul that's taking the Word of God and just singing it as if God were singing to you. And David does it all the time when he, when he says, Calm down, O my soul. Be still. I will hope in the Lord in the midst of, of trying times If you read the book of Psalms, I love it because in the midst of trying times, all of a sudden David will say, I will sing a new song to the Lord. And I believe we need to know that in the midst of of trying, trying times, no matter what we're going through in our life. I say there is power, there is power to change and to shift with that new song. And if we're going to have a song to sing tomorrow that will literally bring back Jesus Christ, we have to start today. Amen? We have to start today. I love Psalms 49. And I say, write your name there. Write, write your name. Uh, it says, um, I mean, it, it, this is the uh, psalm. It's written by David. It's one of the Hallelujah Psalms. Uh, Psalms 146 to 150 are the hallelujah psalms and i love this because it's forever it's for everyone it it starts with a declaration and it says praise the lord and uh it it, it doesn't say praise the lord i mean it, it isn't just for one group the prophetic movement and the prophetic sound a new song it will be birthed throughout all the earth and so i say write your name there i have Praise the Lord, Julie Meyer, I have that right in my Bible, because there is a new song and a new sound that will arise out of a heart that is absolutely abandoned to God, and it is unmovable, and it is unstoppable, and it will go from continent to continent, and nation to nation, and it will bring a shift And a change. But it comes when we have hearts that are absolutely lovesick and abandoned to God. And if you're not there yet, the good news is all we do is ask for it. God. Give me a heart that loves you. And I love Zephaniah 3.17 because as we sing our songs to God, it says that God, He rejoices. He takes great delight and He sings over us. I mean, when you, if you think about that, when you are singing your song to God, there is a God in heaven who is singing His song over you. And, and He wants I mean, He wants in the midst of abandonment, He wants to sing through you to a world who is giving their lives to worldly pleasure and darkness, that He would reach them. And He sings His song through you. Amen? He sings His song through you. I love this, um, Psalms 149, it says, sing to the Lord a new song, His praise and the assembly of the saints. And if you also, Ephesians 5:19 and 20, it says, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Now, psalms are the psalms that David wrote. David, sons of Korah, Asaph. The hymns are hymns that man writes that are crafted. You know, you sit down and you write a song. But the spiritual songs are just those songs, the spontaneous songs that are just birthed Right in the moment when you just have this reckless abandonment to God, and it's like the Spirit of the Lord just drops those melodies and those tunes because in heaven they sing out a new song. And I mean, Mike encourages uh, the singers and the musicians all the time. Ask. For those songs we have not because we ask not. Ask for those songs that are even today being sung around the throne of God. Ask for them. And then give yourself time. And I, I say, I say, set aside time when it's just you and God alone and you open your Bible and you sing it. You make up your own melody or you take your instrument and you play it. And I tell you, give the Holy Spirit time time to actually drop within your mind those melodies and those songs that even in heaven they're singing today that's the new song and i love that i love uh, the, the second verse let israel rejoice in their maker Let the people of zion be glad in their king and david he is telling israel to rejoice because we have such a great god and I'm, I, just, I, I just want to shout it. I mean, it's to America. Rejoice because God is good. God is so good. Rejoice and sing out His praise. Asia, rejoice because God is your king. Europe, take great joy. I tell you, as a prophetic worship leader, as a prophetic Singer And as a prophetic musician, you can actually declare the, the prophetic oracle of God. And, and I believe just bring a shift and a turning in your nation. And in the midst of worship, you begin to prophesy the very heart of God for a nation. And I, I, I love, I, because I was in England, and I, I believe that God has such... Plans for England. And I I was in the midst of worship. I could just feel his heart. And I had a dream. And I saw a, a black cloud arising over England. But in my dream, the Lord said, Though a cloud arise over you, England, I have not Forgotten you, for I will encounter him who is red and ruddy, the secondborn of his father, and he will walk alongside his brother like Nathan the prophet walked alongside King David. You call him Harry, but I call him Jacob, and he will lead a great turning of righteousness in a nation and I tell you, I prophesy it when I'm there, I sing it out when when I'm there, it is a new song birthed out of absolute passion for God and God's purposes for a nation and I tell you prophetic singers, prophetic musicians and prophetic worship leaders live absolute abandoned lives to God and I tell you if you do that during the week you will be absolutely surprised at what God does in the midst of worship because it's like all of a sudden the Holy Spirit he just shows up and he tells you the secrets that is on the heart of God and it's more than just a new song it's an absolute prophetic oracle of the intentions that God is going to do and he will release it through psalm and he will release it through a electric guitar solo and a bass solo. And a, I've been at the house of prayer where, where I've heard the, the drums just, just playing and playing and then, and then just people beginning to, to sing about the heartbeat of God. And I tell you, start asking him, God, what are you feeling? What are you doing? What are you saying? What do you have to say to me? What do you have to say to my church, to my house of prayer? What is on your heart for? days such as these he will birth it in a new sound and a new song and he will use you and it's not for everybody else it's for you and i love that i love that prophetic worship is an overflow of that which we do in our lives when nobody is looking. When we are not consumed with comparison. When we are not consumed with favor. When we just absolutely give ourselves to the Lord. I, um, I was just in... Um, I love this. In, in verse 3 it says, Praise His name with dancing and make music to Him on the tambourine. And he's just He's saying, Musicians, play your instruments. Because it's not... About prophetic music. And it's like Misty shared earlier. It is not about just the worship leader. It takes everybody as a team. It takes everybody. And it starts with you being alone with God. I mean, that's the start of it. The start of it. it is when it's just you and God alone. And it's nobody else there. And you open your Bible. You open your Bible. And I love Psalm. I, I, love, I love to sing the Psalms, I love to open my Bible and play the Psalms, I love to sing them back over my own soul, because I believe, we say it all the time, that, that Jesus is going to come, he's going to shake everything that can be shaken, because beloved, he's going to shake the music industry. He's gonna shake it. He's gonna shake it all up. He's gonna turn it upside down. And I tell you that that the the, the the new music and the new sound that is coming and that is being birthed today and it's the it is it's the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. It's starting with a heart that is abandoned. But I tell you, it will absolutely shift that which is taking place in the earth and i was just in nashville and in the midst of of worship i just i felt the lord's heart for nashville and i felt the lord's heart and i i started prophesying from psalms 84 uh, i've set my heart on pilgrimage and then it says though i walk through the valley of becca which means though i walk through the valley of weeping and i just felt a a jealousy for for Nashville from the Lord and, and and it was just a it was an oracle from the Lord and and the Lord just said over Nashville you you've sold out I mean even the Christian music industry you've you've sold out and you found your fame and your fortune and your finance in the valley of weeping you found your favor and your delight in the sad sad songs. And the Lord said, therefore, I am raising up another for there is a new sound that will come out of Nashville from God's house, from the house of prayer. And it will be a song that reaches to the ends of the earth. And you watch for it because God is going to shake The labels of the earth, he's going to shake the labels in California, the labels in New York, the labels in Nashville, Texas, wherever, because he's jealous for us. And I tell you what, a lot of people in the secular industry will see it and will know that it is God and they will come into the absolute knowledge and passion of God and some will get offended. It's what he's going to do. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. I believe because I had a dream and I love it. I had a dream that that God Himself arose even on Broadway. And I love it because I could see in this dream, God is not scared of great darkness. I mean, He, he loves, I think it woos Him because He so loves us and He wants us to, to come into the full knowledge of who He says we are. And I saw in this dream, and the, and the Lord said, I saw a, a Broadway play arise in the midst of Broadway called Out of Egypt. And I could see uh, in this, this play that it would start with a man named Tony and it would end with a statuesque named Tony and, and it would reintroduce the Jewish community in New York City to the Lord God of Israel and to Yeshua who is Messiah. And I could see in this dream that it would reintroduce to those who live at the eastern gate, the northeastern gate, to, to God Himself. And I say that, beloved, even in you here, Never, ever, ever say it will never be me because I say it will be you. I say the very reason that you are brought to this conference, that God is stirring you because He has something to do, because He wants to use you. And I agree. I was like what with Misty said, for, for a season, turn off all your music and let those melodies drop into your heart because I tell you, a switch and a change is coming even to the secular music arenas of the earth, even on Broadway, and it will end with an award named Tony, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. God is going to arise in every genre, in every musical field, and He's looking for hearts that are totally and completely abandoned to Him. Amen? I believe it. It's going to happen. I I think this is... um, a, a big a big um on in in chapter in, in in verse 4 it says and this is so important this is the foundation of prophetic singing 101 for the lord takes delight in his people he crowns the humble with salvation and i i believe this with all my heart beloved if you want That new song, if you want to be a vessel that overflows with that new sound, because I believe it's for all of us, it's not for the chosen few. I tell you, you have to immerse yourself in the knowledge that God has absolute passion for you in your weakness when you blow it. When you fail, I tell you, you've got to know that you know that you know that God loves me and I'm his absolute favorite. Song of Solomon 1.5, even in my weakness, I'm lovely to God. David, David declares it in Psalms 18 verse 19. He says, God, he delivered me because he delights in me. God doesn't just deliver you because he has to. He delivers you over and over because he has exuberant joy for your life even in weakness and i love this because i tell you the power of the prophetic song when you sing scripture over your own heart it will change the way you even view yourself and i remember about six years ago i call it my misty crisis because i love her and in this uh it was about six years ago and i had had a really bad day and I was, uh, I was speeding, I had yelled at my kids, I was angry, I was mad, and I had to, to go do a house of prayer, at the session at the house of prayer. And I, I stomped in the house of prayer and I was frustrated. And I like sat down in the chair and my worship leader, Chris to Pray, he goes, he goes, what is going on? And I said, you know what? I go, there is no way that God loves me as much as he loves Misty. There's no way. There's no way at all. There's none. And I and I remember that uh, one of my friends, Paula Bauer, she was in the room and she thought it was so funny. She just thought it was so funny. And I was like, don't even try and tell me. Don't talk me into it. I know I am his favorite. I was like, no, don't even go there today. You don't know my day. And I, and and anyway, it was just Chris. I love Chris. I call Chris to pray. My older, 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 older brother. But you have to know Chris. Anyway, uh, what happened is is he just looked at me and he goes, you know, he goes, I was wondering what we were going to sing about today. And he goes, we are going to sing. We're going to do worship with the word. He said, we're going to sing from Song of Solomon one. And he said, you, me, you are the chorus leader. Now, if you know anything about the harp and bowl, every session we have a chorus leader. And the chorus leader makes up spontaneous choruses to kind of keep the room engaged. But And Chris said, every chorus that you sing has to be from Song of Solomon five. Eve, I am dark but lovely, which means in my weakness, I am lovely to God. In my absolute brokenness and failure, I am lovely to God. And I remember I went out there and I didn't feel it. I felt yucky. I still felt like, I know you love her more. I know you do. I mean, I just felt it. I was just like, you can't tell me you love me that much. But in the, I, I, I I sat there and I, I remember the first the first chorus I sang was, even in my weakness, Jesus loves you. Because that didn't cost me anything. That was easy. That really was truthful. And then, you know, Chris, he kinda looked at me. And then I, I remember I sang, even in my weakness, I'm still weak. And, uh, you know, he's like, this was back in the trailer days. So we got, it, God TV was not there and we got away with a little bit more. I couldn't do that today. Uh, but anyway, I remember after that, I just started singing it. I mean, I did, and I didn't feel it at first. I just started going, you love me. I mean, in my weakness in my absolute brokenness and failure. You love me. I mean, you have consuming passion for me when I blow it, when all my friends are mad at me because I do it all wrong. At the end of the day, when my head touches that pillow, you have absolute undying passion for me. You are the consuming fire and the fire in the heartbeat of God is fueled by passion for you and me in our weakness. And I tell you, at the end of that two hours, I was like, I am His favorite! I am! I know! I mean, I just, I knew it. I just knew it. And I tell you, beloved, if you want the new sound, the new song, the new music, beloved beloved prophetic singing 101 is you must be immersed in his passion for you in season of brokenness we don't stay weak but the knowledge of his passion for you and me and our weakness it gives us that strength to get up and believe it and to keep walking amen that's so important that's so important I love it in, in um, John, the whole book of John, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, whenever he talked about himself, he described himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And, and I love it because he took it and he ran with it. I mean, he just ran with it. I, I, uh, several years ago, I was on an airplane and I was, uh, it was really bumpy and I hate flying. I mean, I hate it. And uh, it was so bumpy, and I spilt my coffee on this person on my left. And there was a grandma on my right, and she was kind of rubbing my leg because I was bawling. Uh, and it was kind of, you know, I'm thinking if something's really going to happen, I should be the one singing out a new song, you know, not being so scared. And she was this, this grandma was trying to talk to me, and she said, um, you know, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to a conference. And I was going to lead worship. And, and she goes, well, what kind of music do you sing? Or she, I said, I, she goes, what do you do at the conference? I said, I'm a singer. And she said, what kind of music do you sing? And I said, I was thinking, well, I can't tell her that I'm a worship leader. I'm the scaredest person on the plane. And, and so I crossed my fingers and I put them behind my back and I said, I sing country music. <laughs> and, and then I, I you know, when, when we landed, you know, I have to get my worship work, you know, my worship book and go to this conference. And, and I remember that night, I mean, I remember that night and I was like, I was sick and I felt like I had this demon just dancing around my head going, liar, lie. I mean, I was like the lying worship leader. And I tell you, beloved, I'm telling you prophetic singing 101. I tell you, I went home that night because I was like, I know what to do. I know what to do. And I opened the Word of God and I just started saying, this is the place that you love me. Right here. I tell you, beloved, our failures and our brokenness in life is not to shut us down in God, but it's so that we would encounter Him in the middle of it so that we're unmovable and unstoppable and unchangeable. And I tell you, that night, In the midst of my failure, I encountered His passion for me in all weakness. And I love that because He never gets too frustrated for us. He loves us every second of every day. This is Prophetic Singing 101. This knowledge is prophetic worship. Because I tell you, I, I couldn't be shut down because, because I had the key. And the key was the knowledge of His passion for me, for you, in the midst of weakness, in the midst of brokenness. We just can't stay there. Number five, I love this. the, the next verse. Uh, this is so important. It says, let the saints be joyful in glory. It says, um, and sing for joy upon their their beds. And I think this is so important because uh, to, to be joyful in glory, beloved, because I have been in ministry for 22 years and I have seen so many wonderful worship leaders, wonderful prophetic singers who knew the love of God, but I tell you, the seasons of favor absolutely took them out. Because I tell you, favor can be absolutely dangerous. And I tell you, when you are in a season of absolute favor, I always tell my boys, go low. Go to the absolute lowest place. Give every single ounce of glory to God. Because when we're in those seasons, our spirit literally will puff itself up. You know, like, I am kind of cool. That was a good song. I am. I am Julie Meyer. My goodness. I mean, we do that. We do that. And and I'm just saying, in seasons of favor, in seasons of glory, give it. I mean, literally have a heads up to give it to God. And I think uh, an important part of this is when, when David says, let the saints sing for joy on their beds. And when I think of singing on your bed, it's it's when nobody's watching you. I mean, when nobody's watching you, it's in the midst of the dark night. I think that 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 when you're singing aloud on your bed, it's, it's in those seasons. Because I believe if you are called as a prophetic singer and as a prophetic musician, that your journey in God will be, you will be fired, demoted, overlooked, and you will have seasons where everybody around you has favor and you have none. And I tell you, if you are in that season... Rejoice and sing upon your beds. I tell you, I tell you, it is the very training of God because the prophetic minstrel and the prophetic singer. God is training them in the depths of their heart because He wants a heart that stays steady in seasons of favor and He wants a heart that stays steady in seasons of demotions and Psalm 75 says, promotion does not come from the east or the west it comes from God. God raises up one and God, He presses one down and I believe He just wants to see what is in the depths of the inside of you and I've watched so many worship leaders that haven't known how to survive the crash because everything was wonderful and everybody liked their music and I call it the favor ferris wheel and if you're in a season of favor that's good go low but, but I tell you that, favors, it, that, that ferris wheel it will shift and if you're up here I promise you you will be walking down in the valley of the shadow of demotion and just love him I mean just absolutely love him that is the cry of of song of solomon 8 when the when the uh, the bride and the, the shulamite she cries out and she declares I am a wall I'm unmovable I'm unstoppable nothing ever will change my devotion to God because prophetic Worship starts at the heart and is the overflow of who you are in seasons of favor and it is the overflow of who you are when you have no favor, when you are demoted and fired, when you are told you can't sing, give it up because I tell you God has a way and a purpose and He is after the heart. He wants someone that's moved because I tell you great fame will Come with the new song, with the new sound. And God wants a heart that's steady. He doesn't want the new sound to take us out. And it's scary to me because I've seen it. I mean, He's such a kind God. He is such a Amen? I love that. I love that. And, and I don't want to rain on anybody's parade if you're in a season of favor. I, I always tell my boys, go low. I mean, just go low. Low, just absolutely go low. And I, I love this story about my son Isaac. Uh, Isaac, when he was about 16 or 17, he was on a team with Todd Ganofsky, who uh, had a worship team at the House of Prayer. And they were going to make an, a, a, a CD of Todd's whole team. And Isaac had played uh, the guitar with Todd, you know, for three years because Isaac, I think, started playing at the house of prayer when he was 13. And, um, but anyway, um, they were, the, the, some of the leadership came to Isaac and said, uh, everyone is going to be able to be on this CD except for you. They were really nice, but they said, you are going to be replaced. And I remember that Isaac came home and it was just, it was just devastated. And he was like, you know what? I'm not even going to the recording. I'm staying home. I'm just staying far away. I knew it was God. I mean, I knew in the heart of Isaac that God was birthing this steadiness, even in seasons where you feel that sting, where it doesn't seem fair. I tell you that it is the hand of God that sets things up. And if you go low, He will bring it back around. And I remember in this dream, or it wasn't a dream, I remember I said to, to Isaac, I said, you, you have to go. mean you have to go you have to go to this it was a conference and I said you have to go you have to be the one that changes the strings the most and you have to be the one that that is the best helper in the whole uh in the whole system and and I remember being there and at this conference that they were recording and it was Isaac's whole team except for him and I remember looking at him in the front row and he was just kind of looking at me like, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, I, I, I'm trying, it hurts, but I can do it. And I tell you, I tell you that the eyes of the Lord, they search to to and fro across the earth looking for that heart that belongs to God that God would strengthen and I tell you that 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 God saw that that tiny sting in Isaac's heart and I remember because I was on that worship team I remember seeing Isaac I remember seeing him and out of all the people were there that that he was just on the front row, just sitting there. And I remember, because it cost him something, and it hurt. And I just remember looking at him going, that, that is my son. You know, not the person up here, but this right here that is Fighting to, to be totally abandoned to God in the midst of the sting. And that's what God is after. And I just give you a heads up, beloved, because I promise you it will happen because God, if everything going good, that's wonderful. But there will be seasons. It is the very life of David. It is the very life of, of Song of Solomon. It was the very life of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I mean, Jesus was the greatest servant of all. And I tell you, do what David said and sing aloud on the midst of your bed when nobody is looking and sing aloud in those those times of demotion where you feel that sting and I tell you in those seasons where it costs you something and you feel that sting that is the very birthplace of prophetic music it is the very birthplace of a new song and a new sound because God at the heart of a prophetic word He's looking for a heart that stays steady, that is unmovable and unshakable no matter what your life circumstances are. Amen? And I love that. I love that God is so kind. He's so kind. I think, I believe that verses 1 through 5 in Psalms 149 lead us to... Verses six through nine lead us to that new song and that new sound. The beginning of the beginning is how you handle your heart in seasons of the mundane and the mundane, in seasons of favor, in seasons where you're demoted and fired and overlooked when everybody else gets invited to the party and you are invited to the season of the dark night. I tell you, God is watching. Number six, may the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands. And if you'll take out your Bible, because in closing, I want to, uh, I want to just for years, I have sang the word of God. I mean, I've just, I've sang it, I've sang it to myself. And if you'll turn in your Bibles to uh, Psalms 116, verses 1 and 2, I tell you, it is powerful to sing the Word of God. And I tell you, when you start singing and playing the Word of God, your whole... The the whole thoughts that you have about yourself, they come in alignment to what God says about you. And the three ways that have helped me the most in my life as a prophetic worshiper and in writing music, and if if you'll remember it or write these down is to take a scripture and to take a heart-centered scripture, like a, a scripture where you're not singing about God, but a scripture where you're singing to God. And that's why I love Psalms 116, verses 1 and 2. I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my cry. Because He bends down and listens, I will pray as long as I breathe. And take a scripture like that and just sing it. You start with a new song by making up a new melody. And take that song and just sing it out. I mean, like I would just sing it. I love you, Lord, because you hear my voice and my cry. Because you bend down and listen, I will pray as long as I breathe. All I did was take Scripture and I made up, my, I just made up a new melody. And I tell you, even if you're not a singer, God says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It all counts. Lift it up. But I tell you when you're driving, when you're driving, when you're cleaning, when you're doing what you do, take a Scripture and just start making that melody up. And then take this same Scripture the second way is to turn it into your own song. I mean, so that you're taking this Scripture and you're just making it your own. And like, oh, I I would just sing, I love you Lord, because I know you hear my every single cry. I know that you on your throne, even now you're bending down, just to hear my still small whisper. And I'll just take it, I just take that same psalm and I make it my own. I think when you start singing the Word of God, that it, it makes the very longings of David your very own. And the third way, this is the most important way to, I believe, just stir up the prophetic, prophetic worship is understanding and knowing the secrets of God and, and birthing them through music and birthing them through psalms and and the best way to do that is we've got to start with prophesying to our own souls. Well, I, that's what I did when I had my misty crisis. I prophesied to my own soul for two hours. Me, I am the one. I, you love me and my brokenness. And, and if I was going to sing Psalms 116 verses 1 and 2. And, and, and I say take that verse and sing it. As if God were singing over you and turn it around as if God were singing this song over you. And I would just I just sing to myself, Don't you know I hear your every single word? Don't you know I hear your every melody? And even now I'm bending down, even now I'm bending. the beauty of your voice, to hear you sing my name, to hear the whisper of your voice, let me hear it more and more and more and more. I mean, that's prophetic worship. That's just taking the very scripture. And I mean, I love that. I love that because that, that you, you have to feel from the inside the how the Spirit moves within you. And when you do the whole cycle, it's so important, beloved, to prophesy to your own souls so that you know that rumbling on the depths of the inside that just spills out of you during worship. And I tell you, if you do this day by day by day by day, if you will sing the Word, if you will turn it into your own prayer, if you will prophesy it and Sing it and play it with your instrument, it becomes a natural thing that flows out of you on Sunday morning. And it becomes this unstoppable, raging, torrent of new prophetic music that is birthed and born in a heart that is abandoned to God and you just don't care and never ever ever compare yourself to anyone because if you start comparing then you put yourself in this box because God wants to birth something new in you and it won't sound like anybody else amen let's stand up I want to pray for you because I believe I, I had a dream, and in this dream, I the Lord, He was touching people in their 30s. He was touching people. And how many, is there anyone here in their 30s? Raise your hand. Because I just, I prophesy to you, you in your 30s, to remain steady. Just remain faithful in the mundane of the mundane. You who are in your 30s. Because I have a new prophetic Revelation that I will give to you in the midst of the mundane of the mundane. And the Lord says, those of you in your 30s, stay the course and stay steady. And I will surprise you in the midst of your worship, in the midst of the mundane witness with a fresh, new prophetic sound and song and revelation. Those of you in your 20s, hold your hand up. And I, I just in my dream I I saw that that the Lord came to the those in their twenties and and particularly uh, different musicians and and drummers and in this and in this dream those of you in your twenties I just say go to the lowest place and I tell you that there is a a new song there is a new rhythm and a new sound that God will birth in you and and at the same time when He births. That rhythm and that beat, I tell you, He will birth the same prophetic oracle out of your mouth for, for you are more than just musicians and that which you do with your hands, you will prophesy with your mouth. God is gonna do it. Amen. Those of you in your teens, and I say just, and I just, I pray for you and I, I prophesy over you my dream. For I had a dream that, that, that those in their teens do not count yourself out because of youth. Because I will use you and I will give you a voice. I will give you a prophetic message. And when you sing it out, it will accelerate. And it will bring change. And it will be an alarm with a beautiful sound. And I say, do not despise the days of small beginnings. And I will surprise you in the midst of, of your song in the midst of your playing, in the midst of your singing. And I, and I can see the Lord just, just touch those in their teens with great boldness. I mean, with great boldness and a new song that He would sing through even to the ends of the earth. Amen. And I tell you, beloved, God has His eye on you. Psalms 139. He knows when you stand. He knows when you sit. He knows what you're going to say before He says it. And I tell you, He is calling you. It starts with you. So today and tonight, rejoice in your glory and sing aloud a new song and prophesy on your beds. Amen? Amen. Thank you.